global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And this Bloomberg Business Flash being brought to you by the American Arbitration Association. Business disputes are inevitable. Resolve faster with the American Arbitration Association, the global leader in alternative dispute resolution for over 85 years. Learn more at ADR. Org. In this risk-off environment for investors this morning, some uh, encouraging economic data. Retail sales actually rose more than forecast for the month of May. And that shows consumer spending will help boost economic growth in the second quarter. It was a uh, half a percent increase in purchases following a 1.3% jump. That was the uh, previous month, and that was the biggest gain in a year. Also, uh, earlier today, we got uh, reading on small business. Small business optimism rising modestly in May. Uh, the index of small business optimism rising two-tenths of a point in May to 93.8. That's according to the National Federation of, of Independent Business. Uh, still continue to see risk off. S&P futures down 6 and the Dow futures, 49 points lower. That's down three-tenths. The Nasdaq, E-mini futures down 16. That's down four-tenths of a percent. And as uh, the Brexit vote draws closer, we're seeing the British pound uh, continuing to fall down eight-tenths of a percent, 141.54 British pound sterling. And also the German 10-year, uh, that is negative, just barely negative, uh, 0.01%. We check the markets for you every 15 minutes during the trading day right here on Bloomberg Radio. And Michael and Tom. Uh, John Tucker, thank you so much. It is 849 on Wall Street. The following is from Bloomberg View. Opinions and commentary from Bloomberg columnists. I'm Mark Whitehouse, an editor for Bloomberg View. U.S. consumers have long had an impressive propensity to get into debt. Lately, though, Uncle Sam has been playing a much bigger role in enabling them. As of March, the government accounted for almost 28% of the $3.5 trillion in consumer credit outstanding, a number that includes credit cards, auto loans, and student debt, but not mortgages. That's up from less than 5% before the last recession, thanks in large part to hundreds of billions of dollars in new federal student loans. The government's aim was to help Americans who wanted to improve their job prospects through education. Much of the money, however, went to rising tuition costs, or to courses that didn't do enough to improve people's earning potential. The remaining student debt is extremely difficult to discharge through bankruptcy, so it will weigh on the borrowers and on the economy for decades to come. The Obama administration has sought to ease the burden, for example, by limiting payments to a certain share of income. Ultimately, though, the government may have to write off a lot of the debt at taxpayer expense. I'm Mark Whitehouse. For more view, please go to BloombergView.com or ViewGo on the Bloomberg Terminal. This has been Bloomberg View. And Bloomberg View commentary can be heard hourly weekdays on Bloomberg Radio. Michael, I thought an incredibly nuanced small business report this month. Why don't you dive in with your observation? I want to ask Bill Dunkelberg, you know, he's the chief economist for the National Federation of Independent Business, if it is indeed nuanced, because I see some good news in here. And maybe I'm just putting it, Bill, um, in the context of the mood that everybody's in these days. But the Small Business Optimism Index increases uh, two-tenths of a point to 93.8. Uh, four of the ten index components posted a gain. Four declined, two unchanged. So six, you know, net not bad news. And then three-point gain for um, labor markets in terms of people trying to hire uh, or hiring. 
uh, now there was a, a a high level of people reporting they can't find qualified applicants, which is a problem, but it's a different kind of problem for the economy to have. Uh, so, I mean, I don't see this as, as uh, all that bad of news here. Well, you know, I, I I agree if we scratch around there hard enough, we can find some good news uh, things. For example, a five-point gain in the percent who expect business conditions to be better six months from now. But, of course, it was a five-point gain up to a minus 13% who expect, it, who expect business conditions to be better, meaning more owners think it's going to be worse than better. Nonetheless, you know, your point is that the job market indicators seem to hold up reasonably well. That is, we're still hiring now it's a you know we we think two hundred thousand is a good number. Um, we've gotten used to that, I guess, compared to you know four hundred and five hundred thousand a month that we saw back in the early nineteen eighties and that expansion. So uh, you know, so I guess the good news is it didn't they didn't go down really very much. Uh, the indicators uh, on balance they were basically unchanged. Two tenths of a point on the index is a much. Uh, but but you know where do we get the, the ump from? I mean we need we're going to have to look someplace for some growth. We're not getting it in capital spending. That that was off two points. Planned capital spending, inventory uh, plans are are very low. Um, so the spending isn't there, and and not a lot of hiring is there. They're trying to hire, of course, as you point out, but. 85 percent of those trying to hire said few or no qualified applicants for their for their positions. Yeah, well, again, I go back to what I said about this being in the context of uh, the general zeitgeist about the economy yeah. these days. Um, this does not fit the narrative of an economy that is going south. Right. It's just kind of uh, noodling along. You know, I, th- I think uh, in something I, I was writing, I, I pointed out that the kind of growth that we're seeing – uh, that, of course, the policymakers take credit for is probably mostly accounted for by just population growth, <laughs> so uh, which I don't think they have a whole lot of impact on. So there's there's really not a well, lot happening. And, you know, today or tomorrow the Fed's going to tell us that, you know, the economy is too weak, in their opinion, to raise rates a whole right. quarter point. And <clears throat> that's not a good sign. Bill, uh, what I love about your report is, like, on page 24, I mean, everybody just goes small business, thumb up, thumb down. You have a spectacular chart of the lack of loan demand. Now, I am certain you didn't study negative interest rates in Michigan a million years ago. Nobody even knew how to spell uh, negative. But tell me about loan demand and what you hear about small business and people they talk to that are called banks. Yeah, and I'm one of those. You know, as you remember, I'm the chairman of a little three-branch bank in, in New Jersey, and you know, uh, we we have uh, people coming in getting loans, but it's pretty weak. And what we see in our survey of our 350,000 members that indeed, uh, you know, 52, 53, 54 percent every month tell us they have no interest in loan, and that's 15, 10, 15 percentage points higher than a normal than in a normal time. So we've got a lot of people sitting on the sidelines uncertain about uh, where the, the economy is going to go and therefore unwilling to borrow money to, uh, of course, you have to borrow money, you put it to work, you have to put it into your business, and they don't see the opportunity there, so they're not doing it. If you look at the flow of funds numbers that just came out, you'll see that, that uh, most all of the, of the growth in credit's been on bonds, and, so, and most of the credit's gone uh, to big firms and to government, and it hasn't gone to the small business sector or, the, or to consumers. So we're, we're not taking a lot of credit down, but it's not because we can't get it. 
Uh, it's because we don't see uh, any use for it, you know. Pretty soon, look at these negative interest rate talks. Pretty soon, you're going to be paying a premium to buy a 500-euro note. <laughs> they, yeah, they'll, they'll have negative interest rates. You're a small businessman, as you note. Uh, you got three branches for your small bank, uh, Liberty State Bank. Um, why not build a fourth? Uh, you, you're not going to get people to deposit money at your fourth branch unless you build that fourth branch. What's it going to – in other words, what I'm getting at is as a small business person who doesn't want to borrow to expand, what's it going to take to get you to do that? Yeah, well, having having closed my fourth branch uh, and and going down to three, you know, it, it take, it'll take a lot more oomph in the economy. Our problem was uh, that the that the having the branch to collect – uh, savings was mu- much more expensive, you know, than uh, than uh, than getting the money from someplace else, like CDs. With interest rates so low, you know, the overhead cost of a branch to collect deposits is very high. Um, so what, what used to be uh, good, good, good cheap money, two and a half, three percent, all in for a branch, you know, is no way is way too expensive now. Loans are being made at three and a half percent, and so mm-hmm. that's the difficulty that we face. So. You know, we have to have a lot more business, or we're not going right. to be interested in doing that. Do small business people, do they pay benefits? Maybe not in your survey, but within your research. Is it just wages, or are they actually picking up benefits equivalent to, the, say, the ECI index, that big name? Yeah, well, lots of, them pay, lots of them pay benefits. Uh, we've got an ongoing panel studying the impact, of course, of – uh, of Obamacare on the offering of the health care benefits in particular. Um, so, you know, yes, we pay a lot of benefits and we provide, you know, the family leave and all that other kind of stuff. Uh, and that's, that's going up in cost, as you've, uh, as you well know. So all the benefit costs are, are certainly rising, uh, by mandate. Uh, and of course, if you try to provide health care for your employees, why? Uh, that, that's getting expensive as well, and so those benefits are rising. And uh, and so I think a lot of right. the 25 percent uh, who say they raise worker comp are talking about the benefit piece rather than the take-home wage piece. Bill Dunkelberg, thank you so much. Uh, I, I guess a thumb up on uh, small business optimism, but it, within it is sort of what Janet Yellen's talking about tomorrow, Mike, isn't she? Well, the Bill, Bill put his finger on it when he said um, the question is why is it the economy is the economy too weak for Janet Yellen to raise rates or are they just too uncertain? I think it's a new terminal value. Culturally, we're 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 hardwired for morning in America, and three percent plus GDP, and as Mr. Dunkelberger said, maybe not gloom, but we're stuck somewhere. In the middle, Scarlet Fu, Michael McKee, and Tom Key tomorrow, 1 p.m., our special Fed coverage.